Welcome to the Code Life Podcast with me, Nathan Blackaby, and my great mate, Carl Beach. Hello, mate. How you feeling, mate? I'm feeling on top of the world, actually. I've got to say, I'm feeling pretty, pretty cool. And I've been feeling pretty good for a while now, to be fair. Tell me why. Right, well, it's obviously a lot to do with uh, lifestyle changes, and in yeah. particular, the big, well, the two big things for me is one, I cut sugar out of tea and coffee. But the bigger one yeah. is that I quit alcohol 11 months today. Mate, the time we're amazing. recording. Yeah, yeah, well, that's today because this is going out today. Yeah, okay. So 11 months today uh, and 10 hours. So, yeah, we're nearly uh, over the 11 month mark, heading now towards the year of zero alcohol in any shape or form. It's good, man. Yeah, avoided it in desserts, everything. Yeah, you took a hard line, didn't you? I took a hard line, so I made a... Well, there's a wider story around this, which we'll talk about. So this is not just about sobriety, no, no. you know. But, I, you know, I, the Nazarite vow I was very inspired by, which was, um, you know, don't... You know, obviously, notably, yeah. you know, Samson was a Nazarite, John the Baptist was a Nazarite, yeah. and their vow and others. And the vow was, uh, don't touch a dead body, yeah. Don't cut your hair. Don't touch alcohol. Yeah. And you know, although I've got you know not much hair, so that wasn't a big deal. Thinning yeah. out rapidly, <laughs> receding alarmingly. Um, and I haven't got the issue around dead bodies, but I did think there is a a new Nazarite vow for today. Yeah. And one of them is around sobriety. The rest of what we're doing followed later. Yeah. Got this thing called new Nazarites, but I. I navigated giving up alcohol and I said to the Lord, I made a vow to the Lord, yep. which I believe you've done similar, which was yep. I'm never going to knowingly allow ethanol into my body again. Mm. And I actually said ethanol because that's that's what alcohol actually is, yeah, which yeah. is actually a poison. Yeah. And I don't want to be preachy about it, but yeah. you know, lots of research saying that any amount of that degrades you and it impacts your ability to care about people and things and but more than that, I just wanted to be the best version of me, and I yeah. made that vow. I just yeah, wanted yeah. to hear from the Lord more. Yeah. Ephesians five eighteen: Don't be drunk on wine, but be filled with the yeah. Spirit. Yeah, yeah. And it turned out that that promise is true. So definitely, over the last uh, eleven months, nearly a year, yeah. definitely more times than I hear from God. Definitely yeah. more times of being full of the Holy Spirit. Not saying I'm full of the Holy Spirit all the time. But it's, there's definitely a sharpness, isn't there? I think. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you it's do been notice. A massive, been a massive, massive thing for me. And that, and I think that sharpness could be twofold. You, you could look at that and say there's a sharpness when you're not drinking, in terms of physically. There's no haze or cloud or you know that heaviness. Yeah. But also spiritually, you could argue that there is a, there is a sharpness to your life. Hundred percent. I mean, you're more likely to hear from God, aren't you? You've got nothing intervening yeah. in your life. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so there's no barrier between you and the Holy Spirit. There's nothing numbing yeah. you or blunting your edge. I think, yeah, and I think partly that edge gets numbed and blunted because booze, possibly, I might be generalising here a little bit, but does play with your mood and it does give you thoughts that you probably wouldn't have or act on when you're sober. Absolutely. You say things to people, you email do. things, yeah. sexual temptation. It's all, it's all, all, it's all wrapped up. In that, yeah, hundred percent. It's a, it's a, it's a huge thing, yeah, mate. Yeah, it's a huge thing. But he, it's, it's hard for people to comprehend that when they're on the other side because one of the thing is, things is that alcohol consumption is so ingrained in our cultural psyche. Yeah. And you know, to say to people, oh, these amazing benefits, you just 
People feel quite, they can be quite angry about it, actually. That's been yeah. my experience. People feel a bit annoyed about that. They do. It's interesting. Like, you, you put a post up a little while ago. I think it was Gerard Butler. He's long-term sober, isn't he? Yeah. And, but I don't think they generate the same kind of negative feeling or reaction. When you see a statement from someone in Hollywood, you go, oh, oh that's actually really good. Well, like Brad Pitt and um, the bloke in the Hangover movies, actually. Interestingly, he's been sober for... Yeah. He did all the Hangover movies, but Bradley, he's a non-drinker. Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. And he says, oh, my sobriety is beautiful. And everyone goes, oh, how amazing. When a Christian leader says, I decided to go to Booch, like, you're not going to be relevant to society... Do you mean people feel judged? Do you feel, think yeah, they I think feel... they're holding a mirror up. It's but it's really interesting. You know, I, I've had some quite angry responses from people. Yeah, Disinvited okay. to things. Yeah. Yeah, and you're like, that's really weird. Yeah, like you're an A-list Hollywood celebrity says. Yeah. It's like, cool. It's this weird culture in yeah. the church about being relevant. and. But actually, mate, I've got, I've got mates who are not Christians mm. messaging me saying I'm giving up the boots. Mm. Yeah. And they've seen my stance. They're not Christians. Yeah. But they've seen the impact. Yeah. So it is a, but the whole thing around consecration for me is a very interesting yeah. one. So, so that's what we, we were going to reflect on a little bit in this podcast, wasn't it? What, yeah. what does it mean? I mean, that's an old school term, isn't it? Consecration. Don't you yeah, much be that. set apart. Yeah. So in, in the work that we do, where we draw men to Jesus, I, you know, there's two schools of thought. There's maybe more schools of thought, but two for today. Yeah. One is, that unless you've got a beer in your hand and you're down the pub and, you know, you like a wine and yeah. you're with the guys, you're going to be seen to be irrelevant. Yeah. The other school of thought, which is my school of thought these days, having walked the other path, is what if you created such a temperature of holiness and, and devotion to Christ mm. and took his words really super seriously and you wanted your life in an utter sweet spot? yeah. You still go down the pub with people to chat, but you are the people see your life is set apart. Yeah. Does that draw people? Is that more likely to draw people to Christ? Yeah. And I think the answer is probably yes. Yeah. I think the answer is probably yes. Uh, and I've seen more impact in terms of my personal faith. Yeah. Over the last year so than the, I have yeah. any other time. I'm just navigating having a puppy in there. Yeah. Yeah. Just trying to let yeah. him, he's, he's, together he's thinking about going out, isn't he? Well, why don't you go outside? Don't you go? I, I sometimes think as well... Yeah. That's your phone gone. Yeah, that's all right. That when you create that spiritual heat, if you like, or, or not not intensity, but it's, it's that sort of seriousness level. Yeah. Sometimes I think people shy away from that because it can be quite draining. To be around people who right. are at that That's a intensity. Totally very good point. I don't think we're intense about it. Nah. Because we have a laugh, we chilled out. I'm the chilled out one. Yeah. That sounds so naff, doesn't it? But actually, no, we. I don't think we're intense yeah. about it. It's yeah. just this is who I am. Yeah. Yeah, passionate about your faith. Because some people like, they're constantly in your, in your face about the Bible. And kind of, yeah. There's, there's like, the, an earnestness. An yeah, that, yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah. And that can, you soon lose friends with that because people feel like they can't measure up to that they can't sustain that in their own lives faith yeah. lives it's too tiring to be around you when you're like it i think that's what that's my so i experienced that in brazil we were part of a small team but they were all super spiritual and loads of really good things about that but i think earnest sums it up incredibly earnest and it's just exhausting because you think where do i go to just 
like let me gut hang out. Do you know? Because you're always holding it in. Do you know what I mean? Where do you go to? Not not sin, but just go. Oh. Well, I think the thing is, you want to be. What I say to people is, yeah, well, I'm doing this, but I'm no angel Gabriel. Mm-hmm. I'm still yeah me. I've just decided to eliminate some things that were causing some, a barrier, yeah, I believe, yeah. between me and being the best version of me that I could be. Yeah. And, and and it's extra biblical to to say give up booze, BT total, but yeah. you can make a biblical case. Yeah, of course. So do you think, uh, I, and I probably know where we're going to go with it, but this kind of monastic, we've talked about a little bit, mm. and the edge... Yeah. sobriety service simple life yeah. I think people do no not people do I, I think there is a move towards that Yeah, people are hungry for something other than clutter plugged in 24-7 performance performance always connected to your phone there's something I think people are searching for that's changing yeah mate I don't know if it's I'll monastic, be, I'll but, be, I've got to be very honest here but when I when I go to some big events or churches that put a lot of money into production mm. I find it quite spiritually draining yeah I'm sad to say yeah and I'm not saying it's not authentic and people haven't got good hearts but I'm like just give me simple yeah give me give me simple honest people being yeah. people loving God stripped back yeah and that's the edge thing so simple rhythms yeah. eating together praying Strip back worship. You know, That's why the men's groups are good, aren't they? Because it's just friend friendship, round a fire or having a burger or a game together. And... and I think it's what people are hungry for because people are tired. Yeah. People are tired. They are tired. Yeah, it's been a tough couple of years and our discipleship models were proved wanting. But more than that, um, gosh, obviously people left the church after the pandemic, but they didn't lose faith. Mm. They're just like searching for something else, mm. you know. Um, but, I, but I actually think spiritual hunger has, has gone up. Mm. So there's some research done locally in, in the poor communities. And it said that something like 89% of people in the poor communities around there believed in God. Right. But in the wealthier communities, it was 40%. Mm. So there's a lot of people praying behind closed doors. Yeah. You know that we don't know about. Yeah. And the thing is, what's what are they going to hunger for? Yeah. And they're not hungry for a performance. They're hungry for authenticity. Yeah. And seeing Jesus at work. See, yeah, that's interesting. I was in a meeting just the other night, and I had opportunity just to share some stories from the gathering. And there was a couple there who are looking at pioneering church expressions and this stuff. And, and as soon as I started talking about these stories of guys coming to faith at the gathering, mm. it was like you could see it ignite something in them. It was like, this is what, I want to be close to this. This is the sharp edge of my faith. Yeah. And I'm not seeing it. You could well, see a real hunger. This is what we say. When, peop- when you get uh, people interested in mission, mm. telling people about Jesus, seeing mm. Jesus at work, mm. holiness goes up, your Bible reading goes up, your prayer life goes up, your mm. intention to follow Christ closely goes up because you're on the you're on the in the front line trench. Yeah. You're at the sharp edge of what the faith is about. Yeah. If your constant relentless focus is how can I read my Bible more and I must have a quiet time. Yeah. Then, then it just becomes maintenance of your yeah, faith. Yeah. Yeah. You switch off. Yeah, you do. 
we get people interested in mission and then the holiness thing comes up. So yeah. why have I given up drink? Why am I pursuing a simple life? Why am I pursuing simple hobbies and, and a life of service yeah. and, and obscurity and not really posting many selfies and that? Why is mm. that? Uh, it's not it's it's not so that I can become a super Christian. So I, I just want to commune with God more. Yeah. And when I talk to my mates about Jesus, I feel I've got more spiritual authority. Yeah, I just yeah. want to be a good version of me I can be for God. See, he loves yeah. me. And there's an important thing that you're talking about, that spiritual authority. And you know, and I know we both know, not only because we're Christian leaders, but just following Jesus, you will know when you speak and there's no authority in your word. Oh, yeah. And you'll know when it is there. Yeah, and I think absolutely. that comes down to the consecration bit, the holiness, the bit that nobody right. sees. Yeah. The agreements you're making online or, you know, what you're drinking, the way you're living, yeah. your habits. And, and you'll know, it, it, especially if you're in any position, and some guys listening will be church leaders and stuff, where you've got to get up the front and speak. And you can veneer it, you can gloss it, but right. it, you know the way... If you're doing there. a bottle of wine on a Friday night or Wednesday or whenever, or you're coming back from home group, or a church members meeting, and you're getting on the whiskies, and you're desperate and you're, for yeah, it. And yeah, and you're looking at porn, mm. and you like you you could be naturally <laughs> gifted and get yeah. away with it. Yeah, but you're not going to have the sharp edge of the anointing. No, that's you, a fact. And you know that the weight of the spirit ain't ain't on you. No, when you speak, and I felt it. This because I'm a bloke. It's times I've looked away. And this is what I think at the moment in this time. This is what I believe God is saying. Mm. Around the Amos 9 stuff that I keep talking about. Mm. Uh, Amos 9 talks about God sifting the church. Yeah. But not a pebble will fall to the ground. He, he's looking for holiness. And I think, this is just my perception, this is a time where he's, he's giving you a chance. Yeah. Like, no matter what's gone on, yeah. you've got a chance to put it right between you and God. Ordered. Yeah. Even if it's just secretly, quietly, yeah. Yeah. just between you and God, put it right. And get on the front foot, yeah. and he'll use you, yeah. and he'll sort it out. Yeah. If you don't, mm, problems. Yeah. I think I've, we always talk about the gentleness of the Holy Spirit, mm. and he come, he does come back round and push, pushes you towards it again. But I, I remember a bloke once; he he felt a prompting of the Lord to give me some money. It might it was a lot; it was like a grand. Yeah. And he he said he said I was at your house. We had a meal together, him and his wife. He said, I went to use a loo and I felt the Lord say, give him a thousand pounds. He's got need of a grand. He didn't know, but I did have at that point. He didn't know. And he said no to that prompting. Wow. And I got that money. It came somewhere else. It was a gift someone else gifted me. And I said to him, mate, you won't believe it. Someone's given me a thousand pounds. It was exactly what I needed. And he was like, he went white. He was like, I was told to give you that before that bloke. And I said no. Now, I think the spirit does move around. If you say well, no, the Holy someone spirit will say yes. Moves in a particular way at a particular time, and yeah. he never does it again. Yeah, he never moves that way again. And yeah. you've got a chance. And I think we're in a moment now where he's giving us a chance to sort ourselves out. Mm. Mm. That's what I think. And we are seeing where people are not taking that opportunity. Can't. Yeah. yeah. The, the, he cares about yeah. the church too much. Mate. Yeah. This consecration bit, I like it. There's. There's lots of ways it plays out. Like I, in your finances, I struggle a bit with finances. Not that I'm not trying to be, I'm not holding on to money from a sense of I want to buy stuff. I hold on to it or I wrestle with it out of panic. Have I got enough to pay right. your bills? Have I got enough for the month? 
and there was something come up the other day. So I was I was saving some money for that music software that I use. Oh yeah. And someone was in need of a little bit of money, not not directly. And I woke up and I felt the Lord say, "Give him the fifty quid you got saved for your software you're saving up for." So I gave him the money, and it's like eight days later I got tax rebate, and it was enough exactly to buy the software. And I just I I emptied the account because I thought God's speaking here. I've got to do it. And like, like I say, a week later, it was paid wow. for. It was mad. And I, I, you, and I am learning. You can't outgive God when he when. And that's just not just finances, but time, energy. Yeah. When you say, "No, nah, I'll I'll cut this," and if you want it, it's yours or whatever. Yeah. I think God uses it, but also like, and you know, it's, I don't think it's consecration so much. But I've stepped back from all of socials. Yeah. Not that I was on it loads, but I found it to be a really toxic. It's quite oh, a depressing environment. environment and, I, and if we're defining consecration as being set apart, it's one of the ways I want to try and express that. And, and obviously we talk ministry pages and channels. We need it because we want to talk to the blokes. Yeah. But in terms of my own personal use and how I look at it and rely on it, that's changed. I'm only on there now for a couple of things. One is yeah. New Nazarites. Yeah. One is Sober Leader. Yeah. Uh, Edge and CVM, obviously, yeah, yeah. Of, that's all part of Edge, those things, yeah. and then the Christian Vision for Men stuff. Uh, and I've got a plant, plant gardening yeah. account. But other than that, if I wasn't using it to attract people to the new Nazarite lifestyle yeah. and sobriety amongst leaders who are struggling, I just have the ministry pages of Edge yeah. and CVM. But it's, it's looking at all this stuff, isn't it, and, and pushing it through that, am I set apart or, or am I... <laughs> Going with the flow. I don't know. But definitely, as I've taken steps towards trying to be set apart, I am hearing God different. That's for sure. You will. I, I've made I have some strange dreams now, like really yeah. vivid, yeah. occasional. But they're like, wow, that's definitely the Lord. Yeah. And they come to pass. Yeah, it's yeah. really, like they never used to happen to before. No. So I'm definitely hearing from the Lord more. And there, there is a cost to it, and I think we've got to flag that with the blokes. For me, I, was, I wasn't I was a pub drinker. I'm just going back to the booze, an example of consecration. It's not the only example, of course. But for me, cutting out the booze, I was never a pub drinker or social drinker. I'd like a drink when I was at home cooking tea, so I had a window where I'd drink. But I realised when I cut that out, I had to face... A few things like the the ritual of it, the habit of it. Big ritual behind drinking. Big ritual, but also I had to face some of the things that the booze suppressed. And often when I talk to blokes, they say, "Yeah, I'll just have a few to take the edge off." And it's the thing you're taking the edge off is the bit you got to face when you yeah. stop drinking, because suddenly that becomes more real and you got to grapple with it. And that could be depression, anxiety, whatever. You know, we all got our own things on that, but. Yeah, there was definitely a cost early early doors to quitting the booze. Right, But the benefits are great. Like last night, I was walking through the high street and lads are drunk, stumbling around. It's like, yeah, yeah. I've been there. I don't, I don't want that anymore. I don't want that. I like, mate, in the evenings, take a dog walk, jump in the car, I can go anywhere I want, do anything. Yeah. I'm totally freed up. Yeah, yeah. In one sense, it's the most productive decision I've ever made. Yeah. But for me, in terms of the, the big thing, you know, for today is this consecration piece. Yeah. There's just no doubt about it, to be set apart. Mm. And alcohol is a big one. There's a reason why mm. it's in the Bible. Do you think, do you think, I mean, for me, I, don't, I can't speak for you, but I, 
I'm all or nothing. I couldn't have a glass of wine. I'd need the bottle. Oh yeah, I'm not a moderate person. No, no, and there will be people. A lot of leaders are like that. That are mod that can moderate it. Like they have one glass of wine a month or something. You know, we're not. I don't think. Well, I'm not saying. No, zero we're not. For everyone. I don't think it's for everyone. No, but I think more people should consider it. And I do think we're in a time when. Even if you are a moderate drinker, say moderate, like one glass a month or a couple mm. of glasses a week, I still think it makes a difference to your life. And they're mm. now saying any amount of ethanol in your body damages Is that you. right? Oh, yeah. Do you reckon years to come it will be like smoking, proper taboo Absolutely. with it? Absolutely. be like, why yeah, are we doing there's that? There's a big problem with tax revenue, but they'll, they'll come up, overcome that. Do you reckon? If, if alcohol is discovered today, they'll ban it. No mm. doubt about it at mm. all. I was watching these police programmes you're carrying in the evenings. Yeah. And one cop, and a seasoned officer over 20 years in said, yeah. if you took alcohol out of society, 80% of police wouldn't be needed. Hmm. Wow. Because most of it is just booze-related crime. Boozed up crime. Yeah. Cost the NHS billions. Yeah. Know. Well, I do think, for us, trying to, trying to do our best to lead a men's ministry, mm. reaching blokes with gospel, there is, a, there is a different call on our lives. There and is. I think we're There's responding no to it. that. And hopefully other guys will be inspired by that. Yeah, and like I say, I think some people are, I know everyone's a minister, we're priests of the believers, but some of us are called to be yeah, set apart to yeah. do a job for the Lord, yeah. whether for a season or for life. Yeah. And I do think more of us in that position have been called to step up. It, and some of the challenge for leadership, it, perhaps not church so much, but parachurch and, and organisations like ours, there is a culture of whining and dining donors. Aren't they? And you go out, you have a nice meal, a nice yeah, bottle of wine, and we talk money. And and to go in cold, if you like, and do that, you, you're losing that dynamic. Well, you know, I've got great mates who support our work in different charities. And, yeah. And, you know, and I enjoyed going out to a nice wine bar or yeah, place yeah. having a meal. And I've had to say, I, I still want to come and meet you, but I'm on a pink lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you have to face that. That's what, yeah. You know, I'd... And God's writing the checks, isn't he, ultimately? Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. But also, there is the culture of are you on the invite list or not? And yeah. You do make people feel awkward. Yeah, you, know, you go to a big national leaders thing and they're all on the nice wines because yeah. that culture exists, right? Oh, yeah. yeah and now we're turning up. I'll just have a, a sparkling water. Yeah. I ginger beer, please. Yeah. I ain't got any of that. <laughs> well, and zeros today are so good. We were saying this earlier. Unless you've got a, a pint. And then a and then a pint of zero next to each other, yeah. and you and you're doing a comparison there and then, after after coming off the booze for a few weeks, you don't notice it. Three four and weeks. It takes for a month, mate. An and ice you, cold. You don't miss. You don't yeah. miss it. What what we what what did we have here? An ice cold cobra, in the fridge in that glass. Oh yeah. You get that on a hot day, zero. <laughs> mm. You you don't know that's alcohol free. No. I had a or something, Samuel yeah. Zero. Yeah. I, someone gave me one, ice cold in a glass. I thought they'd con me. Yeah. I was annoyed. Yeah. I had to go and check the bottle. <laughs> it was all right. Yeah, it was a zero. It was legit. Yeah. Anyway, food for thought, isn't it, mate? Yeah, yeah. Be set apart. Be holy as I am holy, said the Lord. I think more people have been called to it. Yeah.